Good morning, everybody. Hallelujah. What a day to be alive. Wow. Wow. It's just so lovely to see people physically back in church. Um, Yeah, my name's Kelly, and I've got the pleasure of leading this church today. And for a few weeks, we're going to have the children in the service. So if you want to raise your eyebrows, you're going to have to raise your eyebrows. (coughs) Excuse me. Because... Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. They must be a part of us. We haven't got children's ministry at the moment, so they might make noise. So what? So you're just going to have to adapt to that. Yeah, they're a part of our family. (laughs) Hi, Desiree. He's waving at me at the back. Um, So, yes, so welcome. Welcome to Woolwich Community Church. And as I said, um, I have the pleasure of leading this church with a... um, a group of uh, leaders, wider leaders, and the congregation. We are all one family. There's no hierarchy. We all belong to one family, which is the family of God. And if you're listening online or if you're here and you don't know the Lord, you're not a member of God's family, I pray that today will be the day that you give your heart to him and that you come into the fold, that you come into the family of God. So I'm just going to pray, and then I'm just going to get straight into the word. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your position in people's life, that you want to go into people's lives, their spirit, their soul, their body. You want to go into their lives. You want to meddle in their lives, Lord. You want to read their mouth. You want to go into every aspect of their life and show them that you are God. God. And Father, we thank you as we stand in our authority, as we stand in Christ. For if any man, any woman be in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, look and see. All things have become new, that we are a new species. We are people that are filled with your spirit. And as we walk on this earth, Lord, let us walk on this earth worthy of the calling that you've called us out of darkness into your marvellous light to be transformed by your power, but then to go and transform others to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I just want to encourage everybody, everybody that can hear my voice, I just want to encourage you to be a blessing. I brought my children up to be a blessing to look for ways to sow life into people. Look for ways to be good. Look for ways to do good to others. Anything that comes into your life from God, anything is a blessing. All good gifts come from the Father of lights. Everything good in this world, everything good in your life, it comes from God. Whether people love God, hate God, believe Him, don't believe Him, God has given goodness in this world. He's given mercy. And I want to encourage you, anything that comes to your life, don't let it stop at you. Let it go through you to others. Never let it stop at you. Never let that be its destination. When you're getting blessed, receive your blessing. Enjoy your blessing. Walk in your blessing. And then let it pass through you to someone else. Genesis 1 talks about... Seed time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will remain. Whatever seeds we sow, we will reap. Whether we're sowing bad seeds, negative seeds, whether we are sowing good seeds, whatever you're sowing, you're going to reap. If you're in uni at the moment, if you're in college at the moment, if you're in your job, if you're just starting a new family, if you're a single person, if you're unemployed, still look for ways to bless others. Because you cannot outgive God. It is a cycle of life. The more you give, you always receive more. 
Look at the tree outside. There's a massive tree out there. That started with a tiny little seed and it grows into something like that. Anything we sow into the kingdom will come back to us and it's always multiplied when it comes back. Now, that's not my message, but I just felt that I should say that. Live a good life. There's not enough good people in this world. There's not enough good people in this world. Through coronavirus, through lockdown, we have seen a lot of goodness in this world. A lot of people, a lot of communities have just risen up, haven't they? They've risen to the challenge to help others. And it's great to see goodness. Let's not forget about that. Let's that goodness just keep on going. Keep on blessing others. We are people that are set apart for the glory of God. Love God with a passion. My message today is called passion for Christ. In case you hadn't noticed, I have a passion for Christ. I live for him. I breathe for him. And I've been doing that for over 33 years. And I will continue to do that until he takes breath from me. I do not have a passion for Christ because I'm a preacher. I do not have a passion for Christ because of my job. I have a passion for Christ because he set me free. He set me free. Yeah. When I was lost inside, when I didn't know what was happening inside of me, when I had turmoil inside of me, when I had a vacuum, when I was just feeling like, I don't know where where I am in this world. Do I belong in this world? Most of you know that feeling that you had before you come to Christ. And if you're listening online or if you're here and you don't know the Lord and you have that emptiness inside of you or you have a dilemma, a struggle inside of you, may today be the day that that struggle ends. When I gave my heart to Jesus, I had it back to front. I thought I had to give up so much to become a Christian. But no, I had it back to front. I gave up so little and I gained so much because sin weighs us down. Jesus come to take away sin from mankind. We can't carry sin. Sin will weigh you down, young people. Sin will take you, chew you up and spit you out. Sin will damage you. Sin will go through your life, through your family's life and destroy you. God has got a remedy for sin. Jesus Christ is the remedy for sin. So I want to talk about the passion, having passion for Christ. Hallelujah. Just want to read out this, what I usually read out when I'm I'm preaching about the word, God's word and God's spirit coming together. You might have the word, but do you have the spirit? coming together the spirit of God is the author of the word of God he knows about everything that's been written there he's the one that inspired men to write it Woolwich Community Church and anyone else listening we must take comfort in God's direction to us and remember none of us have ever been this way before that includes the whole world this is new unprecedented times we've never been this way before but our God continues to guide us because we are not alone because we trust him he guides us faithfully and he leads us every step of the way so as we observe this world around us getting darker we the church will shine brighter can I say hallelujah to that and can you say amen amen we will and we are shining brighter as the scriptures both promised and proclaimed 2021 has brought about the release of God's power in our lives and in our personal encounters with him God stretched our faith. Some of our faith has been stretched to the limits. God's challenged us to go deeper with him, to go higher with him, and to never, ever take for granted anything that we've got. Never take your life for granted. Never take your family's life for granted, your colleagues, your friends. Never take your life for granted. In Psalms 90, a Psalm of Moses, he said, 
teach us to number our days. Number your days. Number your days. No one knows what tomorrow's going to bring. No one can go back into yesterday. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of freedom. This is a brand new day, the 26th of September, 2021. There'll never be another day like it. If you're looking to extend the kingdom, if you're looking to do something good for for God, for the gospel, live good today. This is all you have, is today. And if God blesses you to wake up tomorrow, then you can do that all over again. Because it's not your iPhone that wakes you up. It's not your alarm clock that wakes you up. It is the living God who allows you and says, you can wake today. I've made today for you. God created and made every single new day so that we could live in it, so that we could walk in it and be vessels of righteousness. Hallelujah. And have a passion for Christ, not a passion for these futile things in the world that are going to melt away. They're going to be worth nothing. I think I've said this before. I've walked past, you know, those... um, those places where you, you the break, breakers yard, when you bring your cars down there and you have your cars all broken down and, you know. But at one time, those cars were worth thousands and thousands of pounds. Mercedes, um, all different types of cars, BMWs, Ferraris. And then they become like tin cans. But people stole, for, some people stole for those um, cars. Some people committed adultery for them. Some people robbed for them. Some people worked hard and hard with their lives. But that's the, their destination, the breaker's yard. Whatever you're investing in your life in, whatever you've got a passion for, don't leave Christ out. Have a passion for Christ when you're in uni, when you're amongst all different people that may not think the same as you, that they have a different lifestyle from you. Don't be swayed by what they want you to do, what they want you to think. Listen to the Lord, the Spirit of God that's in your heart, that's in your life, guiding you. Have a passion for the living one, the one who was dead but is alive forevermore, the one who took away your burden and your sins from you. Hallelujah to Jesus. The season of the Word and Spirit coming together that we are in. It's not been a theme of this church or a topic for us to um, study. No, it hasn't been that. It's been us modelling what Jesus Christ modelled. Jesus was the word himself and he was led by the spirit. Hallelujah. And he modelled life in the flesh for us to live. So he gave us his spirit and he gave it to his disciples and then he's given us his spirit to walk in and to follow him as our example. If you want to know more about the early church and how the church was birthed, read the book of Acts. See the passion for Christ that they had. See how they lived and died for the living one. They were prepared to go and give their lives for Jesus. And yet some of us, we don't even want to read our Bibles. It fathoms me. Honestly, I get fathomed by God has given us so much and we don't want to even pick up his word. Pick up the word of God. Let us be faithful stewards of both the word and the spirit coming together as God intended and directed it. That will produce passion for Christ in you. The word of God and the spirit of God so that we can experience his goodness and his faithfulness for us and through us. Hallelujah. I'm going to just ask for um, a first scripture to be put up from uh, Matthew 4 and verse 1. And I just want to look at this scripture because it's an example, a great example of how Jesus was walking, living as the word of God in the flesh that God put him in. God the Father put the Son inside flesh. It was God's idea to come in flesh, to show us. I'm not going to just tell you to love me. I'm not just going to tell you to serve me. I'm going to show you how it's done. I'm going to live as a walking, living man. You young men know what it's like to be young men, especially in this generation. How difficult, such an onslaught, an attack against 
men in this world, especially young men, there's such an attack and onslaught to just rob you of your purity, rob you of living a pure life, rob you of having morals. Social media just wants to come and just captivate your mind and take away your day. Before you know it, another day started and take it again and then another day. Some people don't even know how to converse with each other. They don't know how to have conversations because they're so taken over by social media that that's what governs their life. That's how they live. Let's look at Matthew 4 and verse 1. So this is the account of when Jesus had just been baptised. He was 30 years old. He'd already lived for 30 years as the Word of God. Can you imagine that? He lived hidden as the Word of God for 30 years in his family, in his town living, doing his job. But something had to change before he was released. He'd just been baptised in water and the Spirit of God comes and descends upon him. And the first thing that happens after that happens, we'll see in Matthew 4 verse 1. Then Jesus, as soon as he was baptised, as soon as he came out from the water, he was led by the Spirit. Don't forget we're talking about the Word and the Spirit coming together and having a passion for Christ. As soon as the Son of God, as soon as the Son of the living God was baptised, he was then led by the Spirit. Where was he led? Into the wilderness. None of us want to be in the wilderness. Get me out of the wilderness. Oh, it's, it's just the wilderness time. It's the wilderness time. Some of us need the wilderness time because you might be being led by the Spirit in that time to shake you up, to clear you up, to clean you out, to give you a free living example through the Spirit coming in your life, in the wilderness time of your life. Wilderness times are not nice, but sometimes they're needed. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. We are all tempted. The Lord has given us his prayer to pray every day. Yeah, To pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. One, one part of that prayer is, lead me not into temptation. We are to pray and ask the Lord. Lord, lead me not into temptation. We're all going to be tempted. We're never going to be free from temptation. And we're to pray and we're to say, Lord, lead me not into temptation. So Jesus is our great example of the Word and the Spirit coming together. The Spirit will teach you through and by the Word of God. If you don't know the Word of God, how is the Spirit teaching you? The parameters of how the Spirit moves is within the Word of God. That's His parameters. Everything that is in the Word, that's how He moves, that's how He operates, that's who He is, the Holy Spirit. He moves through the Word of God. If you haven't got the Word in you, how is the Spirit moving in you? Or you might be a person that wants to move always in the gifts of the Spirit. You're discerning. You you have visions. You have dreams. You've got insight. But you have no Word in you. You cannot have half and half. You can't have 50. You can't say, I'm a person of the Word, and you're not a person of the Spirit. You can't say, I'm a person of the Spirit, and you're not a person of the Word. Jesus, He was the Word he followed and he was led by the Spirit. Yeah? We've got many writings in the Bible. The Apostle Paul, um, James, Peter. There's many books in the Bible. But you need to know first and foremost, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus live like? He's got to be your example. We're not above our master. If it was good enough for Jesus, if that's how Jesus walked and lived, then that's your example. We can't go above that. We can't think, oh, we'll just disregard that and we we need to look for a different way to live. No, always go back to Jesus. Your life should always be led back to Jesus. If you hear someone preaching, it should always lead back to Jesus. If it's focusing on the person, on the ministry, 
it, sh- it shouldn't be so. That should be an indicator for you, a red flag. If you're a part of anything that is just glorifying man, glorifying people, it should always, everything we do in the kingdom of God should point back to Jesus, who then leads us to the Father. Jesus come to introduce the Father. Do you know that you have a Father in heaven that loves you? A Father in heaven that sent his Son to this world to die for you, to pay the price for you. Do you know that? Do you really know that? Let's get on. Wow, I just, I'm just so excited. Hallelujah. So choose to live like Jesus from the inside out. What do I mean by that? Choose to live from the inside out. Have a passion for Jesus. The picture that we've got on the website is of a man opening his chest and inside of it is just fire. There's just fire. I love it. I love it because I want, I want God to open my chest and find fire. I want him to open up my spirit and look in it and find nothing but him. That's what I want the Lord. When he looks inside my spirit, I want him to find himself. Someone was talking to me recently and they were kind of like struggling and they were saying, um, you know, I'm not sure if I'm doing what's right for God. And, um, you know, I really want him to search my heart. And they carried on talking. And as they were carrying on talking, the spirit of God was talking to me. And he said to me, I've searched their heart. Tell them when I did, I found myself there. And that set them free on instantly. That just set them free. And the next day it set them free again. We need the gifts and spirit in operation. We need revelation, yeah? We need to be operating in the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, yeah? We need these things. But never, ever look to the gifts more than the giver. The giver is the father. He's the giver of all gifts. He loves us passionately. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's look at, um, can we have on the screen um, Matthew uh, 7, please? And verse 13 to 14. And this scripture is about um, Jesus talking again to his disciples and just explaining to them different parables, different examples of how to live this beautiful life. So Matthew 7 and verses 13 to 14. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many, many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only few find it wide and broad is that road yeah that leads to destruction I was um, driving down the M25 recently and they're changing it up in certain parts of it and making more lanes yeah broadening it so there's more cars that can go through it and as I was driving through it I was just saying to the Lord wow this is what it's like there's so many distractions it's just broadening it's just getting wider yeah, for man to look at so many distractions in life and to give their focus to, give their attention to. But narrow, narrow, very narrow is that gate that leads to life. Do you know why it's so narrow? Because the person in front of you is the shepherd, the shepherd of your soul. And that's where your focus is supposed to be. That's where your passion is supposed to be. As you follow him, as you walk after him, he will take care of everything in your life. Instead of you trying to just keep trying to sort this out, that out. I've got to sort my finances out. I've got to sort my education out. I need a boyfriend. I need a husband. I need a wife. And you're focusing on that, giving all your time to try and create that. And he said, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. All these other things, it's an addition. It goes with the job. You know, when you get um, the perks of the job, when you get a new job and you say, okay, you get a car with this job, yeah? You get to fly with this job. It's a part of being a daughter and a son of God that God would bless your life, that God wouldn't leave you barren, that God would not leave you without 
the fruit that you need in your life. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Could we have up the scripture Jeremiah 20, for please? And verse 9. Don't forget I'm talking about passion for Christ. Passion for Christ that comes from your own heart. Blessed be the name of God. We're going to read a scripture in the Old Testament from the prophet Jeremiah. Wow, what a prophet he was. He was a prophet and he was on fire. He was on fire for the living God. So this to me is just a glorious scripture. I really relate to this. It really resonates with me. Jeremiah the prophet that went and prophesied all the time to the people, trying to get them to listen to the voice of God. Jeremiah said in verse 9 of um, chapter 20, But if I say I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones, I am weary of holding it. Indeed, I cannot, he cannot hold it to himself. He's got to give it away because it's shut up in his bones. Jeremiah sometimes got very weary as a prophet. You know, people didn't listen to him. And sometimes it's weary. It's wearying as a preacher, as a prophet. And you just want people to be passionate for Christ. And you think, Lord, Lord, this word in me, is it doing anything? And the Lord says, yes, let it out. Never hold it back. Let out the word of God because you don't know who you're blessing. When you are walking and living in your daily life, when you're going shopping, when you're in your workplace, when there's opportunities to give away life, if people need to be prayed for, if people need to be spoken to, seize those opportunities. So what if they're strangers? So what if you think, oh, what are they going to think of me? You shouldn't care what they're going to think of you. What are they going to think of you if their life changes? Yeah, what, you, what are they going to think of you if you impact their life that day? I was walking in Woolwich the other day. I was just walking. I saw a young man. I love young people. I love young people. They've got so much potential. And he was just walking along and the spirit said to me, stop and just talk to him. So I just stopped and I started prophesying over him. I don't know if he's a Christian. I don't really care if he's a Christian. That's not my, my, my interest at that time. My interest is, my passion for Christ is to obey the voice of the spirit right there and then. He held his chest. He said, he was almost crying. He said, I so needed that today. I so needed that. Do you know how many young people need us to just step out in faith and tell them how loved they are, what potential that they have? God's just started using me to prophesy over him, to tell him what he had in store for his life. It just overwhelmed him. This is in the middle of Woolwich. He, did, he wasn't ashamed. He just took the word of the Lord and was blessed. That's what you should be doing. Anytime you get an opportunity to do that. If you're not used to doing that, just ask the Holy Spirit, can I start doing things like that? Can you give me opportunities? Be bold. Step out in faith. If someone didn't tell you about the Lord, how would you have known about the Lord? Someone come knocking at my, my door one day, mine and my sister's door one day, to tell us about Jesus. And we got born again right there and then and filled with the Holy Spirit. Up until that point, I was full of the world, raving, doing what I was doing. I just loved it. I, just, I, loved, I loved raving. I loved my life. I loved doing what I was doing. Didn't you? But someone greater than that love captivated my heart, captivated me and changed my life forever. Forever. Having passion for Christ, people, especially some of you young people, if you're listening online or if you're here, having passion for Christ is the greatest thing that could ever happen to you in your life. You are privileged to hear what you're hearing now. Don't just take it for granted. 
Hallelujah. I want to go on to the next scripture. Can we just, um, can we just have a laminate up? I've got um, a laminate and I just want you to see this. This is about um, building a house on a rock or building it on a sand. So this is, yeah, from Matthew 7. And that's a house on a rock, as you can see. And the one lower is a house built on the sand. So the scriptures um, that I'm going to read now is Matthew 7, verses 24 to 29. So I just want you to have a visual so that you could see the difference. A house built on a rock is going to be sustained because it's built on a rock. A house built on the sand is going to fall down when the rains come. So let's look at um, this scripture and let's just read Jesus' example that he's given to um, his disciples and those that he was uh, ministering to. So he says in um, Matthew 7.24, Therefore, everyone, please listen to this because this is talking about you. Everyone who hears these words of mine, so this is Jesus talking, and yeah, there's an addition here. When you hear the words, something else has to happen, and you put it into practice, this is what you're like. You're like a wise man, a wise woman who built their house on a rock. I'll read that again. If everyone, anyone that hears the words of God, Jesus' words, and puts them into practice, you're wise. You're like a wise person because you'll be building your um, house on a rock. Your house is your life, yeah? That's what your house is. Your house is your life. You will be building your life on the rock. Let's read verse 25. Then the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it didn't fall. This is what happened to the house on the rock. It didn't fall. Why? Because it had its foundation on the rock. Don't be distracted by her. She's just going out there. It's all right. Her mum will go and get her. Verse 26. But everyone... Come, baby. But everyone, listen to this. Everyone who hears these words of mine, and we have another and... When you hear the word and you do not put it into practice, then you become a foolish man, a foolish woman who built your house on a sand. The rain comes down, the stream rose, the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and, and uh, it fell with a great crash. Here we see the wind's going to come. It doesn't matter if your house, your life is built on the rock, Jesus, or on the sand. You cannot stop the elements of life, the challenges of life. They're going to come. They're going to come. Anyone that's been alive more than 10 minutes knows that, yeah? You cannot stop them. They're going to come. But when they come, where is your foundation? Where is your focus? Is it on the rock or is it on the sand? The sand is the things of this world. They are passing away, people. They are ebbing away. Don't let them take you and cripple your life and bring you into a place where you're not serving the living God. Build on the rock. The rock of Christ, hallelujah. The rock of our salvation. He is good. He's a good, good God. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse um, 28 of Matthew um, 7. It says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, so when he'd explained to them about having your life built on the rock or built on the sand, after this, after he'd explained them, the crowd were amazed. When I read that, I just kept reading over it. The crowd were amazed. And I want to put it to you, if you're at home or if you're here. When is the last time you were amazed? Are you amazed at what I'm saying? Or are you thinking about what you're doing after, what you're going to have to eat? Yeah? You're tired, you want to go home, you want to go outside, you want to do... When is the last time you were amazed? 
You should be amazed when you hear the word of God. Your passion for Christ, Christ should cause you to be amazed. I love the word of God 24 hours a day. I do. I just love it. I love hearing it. It's, I've just got an insatiable desire to hear the word of God. And I've been like that for years. I've been like that for years and I want to remain like that for the rest of my life. I want my passion for Christ to increase. I want to look at that and think, oh, when was the last time I was amazed? Five minutes ago. That's what I want to say. What do you want to say? I don't even know. I don't even know the last time I was amazed at anything God said. You should be amazed. You know the underground churches. You know the persecuted church in this world. That they cannot openly do what we're doing right now. They cannot name the name of Christ. They have to hide in secret. Some people have one scripture, one bit of scripture that is sustaining their life. We have Bi- I've got Bibles coming out of my ears in my study. There's just Bibles everywhere. They are amazed at God because they really use their faith. They use their life to focus on the living God. And I'm not saying that to condemn you. I'm saying that so that passion for Christ will arise in you. And that, as I said, when I started this message, whatever comes to your life won't stop with you. You will receive the blessing and then it will go through you to someone else. That is the kingdom. That is the flow of the kingdom. What God gives us, do not be obesely fat spiritually inside, full of blessing. God, the goodness of God in your life, full. Oh, my house is all right. My family all right. Our cupboards are full. And the person next door or next, sitting next to you right now might not even have no shopping. Shouldn't be so. How is that? Pray, you know, let's just pray for them. No, no, they need shopping. We don't need to pray. Take them to Tesco's. Yeah, let's take them to Tesco's. Let's pay one of their bills. Let's, let's be a living, living body of Christ, a community that is full of the life of God. Hallelujah. Having passion for Christ. I want to show you now uh, just a little clip, a three-minute video of um, someone who belongs to our church, Georgia. She couldn't be here today, but God gave her the spoken word over this message. I told her I was going to preach today on the passion for Christ. I told her I will be preaching today about that word and spirit coming together and the beauty of Christ. And God gave her a spoken word about the beauty of Christ. And she's a young person. She's in her, um, she's in her second year of um, uni and she has a passion for Christ. She belongs to us. She's our family. And this is what God gave her. As soon as they get it ready, they'll, um, is it ready? Please listen. For those of you who don't know me, um, um, I'm here on video because I unfortunately can't make it today. Um, but I still want to share this word with you, though, God. Um, I just think it's a great word, not just because I wrote it, but because it just reminds me of the beauty of Christ. It's all about the beauty of Christ. I wrote it this morning um, when I was just looking at the birds because I went for a little walk. I got up early. I I went for a little walk down to my grandma's little private beach and oh, it was just so beautiful and the birds in the sky were singing and people were saying good morning to me which is very strange and I was just like this is just a great day and I was just sitting on my bench and I was just thinking God you are so so beautiful and even when we don't feel worthy even when we don't feel loved even when we don't feel beautiful God is still beautiful and that beauty transcends into all of us so you are beautiful I am beautiful and even that's a that's a very hard thing for me to say so and for others a lot a lot of us too so yeah I pray that this word will speak to you in those areas and more and yeah we'll just set something new in you following for Pastor Kelly's word so yeah let's go so 
I'm reading on my phone, so. I often find myself caught up in emotions when I think about the love of Christ. The father to the fatherless who looked at me and sacrificed his life. I ponder on this idea and my heart is in pain. For how many times have I put Christ on that cross again and again? How many times have I chosen that I'm not going to show him the love that he deserves? And yet his invitation still ushers us back into his arms with understanding and love. He understands that as humans, we want to find our own safety. So we as humans often find it easier to obey a command when we are in control. But Jesus... Jesus called Peter into uncomfortable stormy seas, opened his arms and said, daughter, son, run to me and trust me. For only in obedience and passion for me can you find true safety. Relinquish your control, lay it at the foot of the cross, for there is nothing to lack when we say yes to the kingdom. Nothing to lose when God gives you a new name. We, as children of God, have every single thing to gain. Hallelujah. There is love that can tear down walls. There is new things that can destroy the old. There is peace that comes from passion for Christ. Burning fire shut up in your bones. Weary with forbearing that you cannot contain. Children of God, go into every nation and proclaim his great name. You have a purpose here on this earth, producing fruits of all kinds, overflowing with the oil of joy and gladness that only comes from Jesus Christ. Open your eyes, set your passion alight. This, this is who we have been called to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's all I have to say. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank that you was amazing. Daphne, can I just come up? Thank you, Jesus. So that is passion. That is passion for Christ. Having a passion within us for Jesus. I really feel like I want to just release just some things. Come, Daphne. This is, this is Daphne, for those that don't know her. I just want to encourage us. God, give me some specific words, just a couple of sentences, some of it is, just to speak out to your life. I don't want to give people individual prophetic words. This, what we're going to share, everything that me and Daphne are going to share is for everyone that hears. It's for the body. Every single person that can hear what we're going to say, this is for you. If it resonates with you, if God is speaking to you, take it, take it as your own, as a gift from the Father to speak to you individually. And also, before we do this, I just want to encourage us to say the sovereignty of God can never be superseded by us. We can't make anything happen. The outpouring that we're all crying out for, that we want to see, only God can pour out himself. None of us can make it happen. But in the meantime, in the meantime, while we're waiting for a great outpouring, let's live for the kingdom. Let's live with a passion for Christ. Hallelujah. I want to share one of um, the poems that God gave Daphne um, about two years ago, I think. This is about the flock, maybe a bit longer. And it's called, it's called The Flock. And the reason I want to sh- share this poem is because the Lord, again, just reiterated to me, no one is left out. We are 
all going together in the same direction. We are all being led by the shepherd. My husband had a picture when God led us to lead this church. He had a picture of Jesus and me and my husband next to him holding his hands as little four-year-olds and then behind us, everybody's following us. We are just serving and following the Lord as children. That's what we're doing. And you guys are following as well. And we are following the shepherd that always leads us to green pastures. He always leads us to the right way. It doesn't matter if we're going through the valley or we're at the mountain. The shepherd of our soul is leading us. I just want to read this poem. It's called The Flock. It says, down the track comes the flock. A mass of woolly bodies and legs tumbling, stumbling, rushing past. Keep up. Push on, don't get left behind. I want to see what's in front. I want to see, I want to be in front. Hurrying, scurrying, stay on the path. Go with the flow. Some go slow, trailing at the back. Breathless, restless, hard to keep going. One goes in front of the other. Can I stop now? Rest now? Young ones skipping, jumping, race ahead, then stop dead. Where's mum? I'm lost. Adventurous ones leave the throng, wander away to look over there. Where? Something exciting to eat, to taste? What's behind that stone? The shepherd, ever watchful, guarding, guiding, prodding, calling, come back here. Helping lame ones, encouraging the slow ones, carrying the lost ones, laughing at the cheeky ones, loving the difficult ones. On he strolls confidently. He knows the path. He knows the way. He is the way. Hallelujah. That's for us. That's for us. Given by the Spirit. Given by the Spirit through Daphne's life to us. Blessed her first, goes through her to us. The gifts you carry, the gifts that are inside of you, they're not just for you. They are for me. They are for the person next to you. The gifts of God, the talents that he's given you. Don't be selfish. Don't keep them to yourself. Give them to others. Daphne's going to read um, two poems and then I've got a couple of more words. It was good. I enjoyed hearing that poem again. (laughs) Brought it all back. Um, As it's the season of autumn, I thought this poem would be lovely for us. It's um, from... I wrote it in 2019. (laughs) It's about apples... Tumbling out of the basket come shiny, gleaming apples, cascading colours of red, green, yellow and gold, an abundance of fruit overflowing with goodness. The apple tree is very old, gnarled and bent, wrinkled and worn, but grafted onto good stock, firmly rooted in rich soil. It's ready to produce its crop in season. Apples have different names. Granny Smith, Gala, Bramley, Cox. Different sizes, flavours and textures. Sweet, sour, hard, soft, juicy and crisp. The outer skin, taking on human form, flesh, the Holy Spirit to taste and enjoy. Seeds, Father God, giver of new life. The Trinity in a fruit, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. 
Uh, that was good. <laughs> this poem is, again, was written not so long ago, I think. Find your flame. Find your flame. Fan the flames, burning bright. Whose are they? Are they yours? Are you warming yourself at someone else's fire? Don't chase after their flames. Seek God, the fire, brighter for your life. This fire is unique because you are unique. Don't think anyone else's fire is better than yours. Some flare up only to fade away. Yours can burn steadily. It may flicker in a cold wind, but it won't die. There's always a spark to set it all blazing again. God's fire is in you, burning brightly. Let his breath fan the flames. Let the Holy Spirit lead you by this special fire. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I especially love the flame one. I didn't know Daphne was going to choose that one, and she didn't know what I was preaching on either. So, so there's, a, there's a few more words. Um, can you just stand to your feet, please? After I give these words, I want you to soak them in, um, and then we're going to call Patrick. Can you get ready to um, give us... Uh, well, we'll join with you in worship. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So I'm just going to release these over you. Just be in an attitude of worship and listen for what God is saying to you. How precious you are. Hallelujah. There is new fresh fire, a fresh fiery faith that is being released to every single one of you today. No one will be left out. All are welcome into the fold. The strong, the lame, the weak, the feeble, the strays, the needy ones, the loners, the complainers, the hopeless ones and the ones that are sinning. The Lord says, fresh faith is for you today. You are welcome into the Father's house. The Lord says, look again. Look again, says the Lord. You are going to live again. You are going to smile again. You will be revived again. You will be restored again. You will love again, says the Lord. Your hope will return. You will be free again. Look again, says the Lord. Look again. What I have promised you, I will fulfill. What I have said, I will bring to pass. Look again, says the Lord. My words will come to pass by the power of my spirit, working and working in and through you all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just put your hand on your chest, everyone. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray over every single person here and at home, listening, watching, that they will receive the word of the Lord for themselves and then for others, Lord. That they will stand in their calling, that they will stand in the ministry, that they will stand in um, their education, that they will stand in their uh, jobs, that they will be vessels. Wherever they go, they will be vessels of righteousness to rise up as being the light in the midst of darkness, wherever they go, to your glory in Jesus' name. God says, today I'm lifting pressure and I'm releasing burdens. If that's you, if you need pressure released off of you, burdens taken off of you, say, yes, Lord, that's me, I want that. God says, I'm about to do something new for you. I'm about to do something new for you. Some of you feel dry and parched. Your soul is weary. Fresh water is available from the inside out. 
God said fresh water is available from those who are feeling parched in their soul and in their spirit. From within you, the Lord says, now rivers, rivers inside of you are going to come up and upon you and flood your life and those around you in the name of Jesus. Another person has said in their heart that it's too late for them. It's too late. The Lord says, no, you're wrong. It's never too late with me. It's never too late. You are wrong. For marriages, God said, what was still is. Do not be discouraged. What was still is. I'm going to revive your marriage. Do not give up. Do not give in. Young prophets in our midst. There is young prophets amongst us. There is people that God has called as young prophets amongst us. God said, I am training and equipping you for my glory. You are hearing from me. Someone here has said, four years, four years. I've been waiting for you to help me for four years. I'm weary, Lord. Hold on, son. Hold on, daughter. My redemption over you will manifest soon enough. And the last thing the Lord wanted me to give hope to. Some of you feel like you you are in a rabbit hole. You are entrenched in sin and darkness. The hole is so deep that you don't even think God can get you out of it. God said, am I not the God? that will go into every pit for you? Did I not go to hell for you? Did I not take upon myself the blood, by the blood of Jesus, I took upon myself the sins of the world? The rabbit hole that you are down, the rabbit hole that you are in, you feel you cannot get out of. The Lord said to you, I give you Psalm 40. If that is you, go away and read Psalm 40 and God will take you out of that pit. He will deliver you. He will put a new song in your mouth, a song of praise to your God that many will see and fear and reverence God as a result of that. Father, in the name of Jesus, Patrick, Father, in the name of Jesus, everybody here, everybody at home, whether they're going to listen to this on a Sunday, five years from now, tonight, seven years from now, two months from now. Father, we want to decree and declare your life over everyone. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, come into the kingdom of God. Today is the day. Say to the Lord today, Lord, I want to come into your family. I want to receive you as Lord and Saviour. Forgive me of my sins. Though they are many, Lord, they are weighing me down. Take them from me. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. Wash me in your blood. I want to come into the family of God today. If that is you and you've prayed that prayer, we've got information on our website. If you're here today, come and talk to one of us before you leave today. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to release your blessing and your goodness. Nothing will fall to the ground of what you have done in and amongst your people today. And all those even that are not your people, that they will be drawn to you, Lord, by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.